could I ask everybody please to turn their audio off to mute themselves. Thank you. Um, can I welcome you to meeting 21 of Frodsham Town Council. Um, this is one of our main meetings. Um, hopefully you've all got the agenda in front of you. Um, so can we start please with any apologies? Joe, would you like to tell us who the apologies are from so far, please? Yes, we have apologies from Councillor Lord Pennington, Councillor Pat Williamson, Councillor Mark Neild, Councillor Judith Critchley, hence the Vice Chair chairing the meeting this evening. Okay, thank you very much. So that's item 301, apologies for absence. Moving on to item 302, declarations of interest. Are there any declarations of interest, please? No, but I will reserve the right if anything comes up. Thanks, Bernie. I've got my hand raised. So, friends I can't of see your hand, sorry. Friends of Hoppe. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Right. I believe we've had some requests for the public to speak, uh, Joe. Um, can I remind members of the public, please, that there is a maximum of five minutes for you to speak. Um, and we will stop you because we, we, we've got a long agenda again tonight. <coughs> Sorry, Phil. Yeah. Caroline, before the uh, members of the public speak, I think it's only fair that a lot of them will have been um, signing into this to find out what the results of uh, our chair's decision is. Um, the fact is that she sent a, uh, an email out yesterday saying that she is going to sit and um, last the year out. Personally, I think that just, um, <laughs> just shows the contempt for which she holds this council and the people of Frodham. Uh, I know that's all I want to say. I'll let the people talk. Thank you. Could, could I perhaps add there, I must apologise. I don't know how my chairmanship skills will go because it's a long time since I've chaired a meeting. And I only received an email late on this afternoon when I was out walking. Um, I haven't had, have had very little time to prepare. So I do apologize. Um, the email didn't come through to me. I think it was sent at five to three this afternoon and I only picked it up at four o'clock. So literally I had three hours notice um, that I was going to be chairing this meeting. So I do apologize up front. So can we go on to the members of the public? Uh, who wants to speak first, Mr. Parkin or Lucy Sumner? I'm quite happy for Lucy to go first. Okay. Thank you, yeah. Lucy. You've got five minutes, Lucy. Okay. Well, first of all, it's very lovely to see you sitting in the chair seat, Caroline, and I'll, I'm sure you'll do a fantastic job. Um, the first thing I wanted to talk about was item 313, the communications policy. Now, I do have a few concerns regarding this, so I think it needs a little bit more work. Um, I think the policy needs to be looked at in line with Article 10 of the European Convention of Human Rights, which protects your right to hold your own opinions and express them freely without government interference. 
must be free to be able to criticise the government and our public institutions without fear of prosecution. And it's a vital feature of a dem democratic society. 12.4 is quite concerning. Serious breaches of this policy by councillors, members of the public, or members of any other organisation or co company may result in police action. I'd suggest that the wording of the document isn't particularly likely to be lawful. So I'd suggest it's taken away and reconsidered a bit. Section 11 talks about inappropriate use. And here we're referring to users of online platforms. And I'm just wondering how anybody would propose that this policy may preclude the general public from accessing porn, gambling, gaming, and offensive information seen as quite a large amount of the internet is comprised of a number of those things. So I think it maybe just needs rehashing and a bit more work on that to make it a bit more sensible. There's a number of things I could go through, but you know, as, as we've only got five minutes, I won't go into all of them in great detail. Um, with regards to co-option, I hope uh, we're able to successfully co-opt another member of the council. Hope that goes well. Uh, when looking through the minutes, uh, 307A approval of minutes, uh, some of the details quite basic in some of them um, doesn't necessarily state reasons for resignation that are surrounding breaches of standing orders, financial protocols and code of conduct where there's been a resignation that could be added to it. Councillor training, uh, to note that councillor training is provided by CHALC, it could be reworded to say that um, CHALC does offer councillor training, but you know, as we're aware, Jackie Weaver is not the sole provider of councillor training. And I would really advocate a comprehensive training strategy for councillors mo moving forward. Um, 286 on there to note the current complaints procedure and I would say to note that the current complaints procedure is completely ineffective and the result is a complete lack of accountability in local governments. Um, the minutes state that the chair will make further efforts to keep meetings on track and moving forward. So does this mean that the chair will continue so, to use whichever sorry, resource? Sorry, because somebody got a, a mic unmuted and there's a lot of background noise. Oh, okay. Um, it's not you. It's someone on Huawei P smartphone, whoever it is. Joe, can you mute it, please? Thank you. Thank you. Um, Sorry, Lucy. That's okay, yeah. So I was just kind of wondering if that means that the chair will continue to use whichever resources available to pr preclude reasonable debate at meetings. Does the chair accept that her actions on the 11th of January were a bit of a failure of democratic pr processes? Haven't really received an apology yet. Um, and just that some of the minutes are rather vague. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's the main content of what I wanted to say. So uh, I, I really would suggest the communities, communications policy is reviewed a bit further because it doesn't really make sense in its current state. So um, yeah, that, that was my main point. So thank you for letting me speak and uh, I hope you have a successful meeting. Thank you, Lucy. Caroline. Sorry, I wasn't, I was muted. So, 
Sorry, Ian, do you want to continue now? Thank you, Lucy, for your contribution. Yes, please, Caroline. Um, I've got three areas uh, that I want to quickly go through. Uh, the first thing, obviously, is uh, thank you very much to Councillor Griffiths for just bringing to the attention of the public the decision of the chair's um, reflecting period. I am a little disappointed that she hasn't had the courtesy to come to this meeting and convey that in person and allow uh, the public to uh, understand the reasons why she has not respected the decision of the other councillors. However, that just confirms what perhaps uh, is suspected, that, that the integrity is not there. Uh, moving on to the documents in terms of social media and, and uh, uh, email policy. Um, clearly, events surrounding uh, higher legislation or primary legislation in Parliament in relation to uh, the attempts to stifle debate have caused a degree of concern in areas such as Bristol. And I think when I look at those two documents taken together, uh, yes, it is absolutely clear that policies are needed, such as uh, the way to engage with the media should they come looking for a comment. Those documents uh, are not right. They're, they're clearly uh, devo devoid of any consideration of, of how it could be implemented in practice. And uh, as Lucy has just indicated, they do need a significant amount of rework to get them right so that healthy debate is uh, encouraged to make sure that we all feel involved. Uh, now, um, the next question is, uh, if those documents are implemented, I hope that all councillors will adhere to them in the use of their social media policy, because if this is an attempt to put the reputation of Frosham Town Council on a more sound footing, uh, actually the way to do it is just to deliver services that the public want in a timely and uh, manner that the public feel involved in. And uh, I'm going to then quickly fall on to uh, the final point, which is uh, the attendance of the amenities committee on Wednesday, where it was a very positive meeting for all concerned. The decision that had been long overdue was made after Councillor Griffiths had called an, a, an extraordinary general meeting. The implementation of the work two days later to a standard that everybody expects and to actually see councillors such as Caroline Ashton in the thick of it in the morning, Councillor McEwen, oh, sorry, Frank was at the dog, uh, take, taking Councillor McEwen up to uh, the uh, uh, cops to uh, inspect it later in the day, is actually the way that the reputational issues that have been highlighted are going to be put right. And I hope that that is of some use to you all. Uh, finally, just a very quick aside, somehow I need to make contact with uh, PCSO Flanagan and uh, I'm sure that can be done outside the meeting. But thank you very much again. Have a, a great meeting. Let, let's show that it can be done again. And uh, let's let's uh, see what can come of it. Thank you very much indeed, Ian. Thanks for your, thank your you. words. Thanks, Ian. Okay. Um, can we now move on to item 304? PCS O'Neill Flan Flanagan, your report, please. Right. Okay. Hello, everyone. Um, just with regards to Mr. Parkins' comments, I'm available tomorrow and Wednesday, and then I'm off for a week on annual leave. So if you need to get hold of me, uh, it'll have to be those days, or it'll be when I return on the 1st of April. Um, I'll start with COVID-19, as I always seem to do at the moment. 
we're, we're about to enter the next phase of um, easing lockdown on Monday. The challenges, though, still remain, and myself and colleagues continue to engage with members of the public, explain the regulations, encourage compliance, and only enforce as a last resort. Ultimately, the regulations and guidelines remain in place to help save the lives. Um, so if enforcement is necessary, that's what we will do, but it is a last resort. We've definitely seen a change over recent weeks as the vaccine is given out and numbers of new cases fall. The town, certainly in certain areas, has become increasingly busy with a mix of people bending the rules or claiming to not be sure of what the rules are. Just prior to the schools returning, we saw an increase in children out and about at various locations, including Castle Park and Saltworks. I realise this has been a, an especially difficult time for them and confusion has been around being in bubbles at school, but not out of school. So hopefully the rule changes next Monday will be clearer for, for everyone. Um, I'll move on to Saltworks playing fields because we have seen an increase in antisocial behaviour at Saltworks over recent weeks with larger groups gathering most nights and generally being noisy and disruptive. We've uh, had the play equipment set alight, reports of youth uh, threatening to be in possession of a knife, as well as possible drug dealing and drug taking in the area. Following discussions with my beat manager, PC Henry, and the beat sergeants, uh, Sergeant Collinson, we've decided to run um, a Street A Week initiative over the Easter holidays. Street A Week's an initiative where we target a particular street or area, which is excuse me, being selected due to current demand and issues of crime and or antisocial behaviour. This will see a heavier police presence, as well as hopefully other partner agencies in an effort to engage, deter and problem solve in that area. There are a number of things we're, we're going to try and tackle. Um, I haven't got an exact date for the Street of Week because we've got a two-week period that we can work on. I'm going to try and fit it best around the shift so that I'm on on a late shift or over a weekend when we see antisocial behaviour increase. Um, traffic related issues, speeding and parking still remain the uh, two of our biggest priorities in Frodsham. I've recently had complaints of parking issues on Fluin Lane, Hayes Crescent and also just off Manly Road on an unadopted road. I'm currently in the process of dealing with all these individual parking issues and I'll be able to update you um, again at the next meeting as to how that's gone. With regards to speeding vehicles, I continue to deploy Smiley Sid when possible, and I've also been out for at least one hour per week with the uh, TrueCam enforceable speed device on our five enforceable roads. This is as per the commitment made to the public of Cheshire by the Police and Crime Commissioner, Mr. Keane, that we have to do at least one hour's speed enforcement per week on our areas. Um, schools, schools have returned and I'm looking to be a presence outside the schools whenever possible to both check on parking issues and to speak to parents, pupils and staff. I have missed that engagement while, uh, while we've been in lockdown. I was asked to join a Zoom call with Manor House Primary School recently to talk about bullying. And um, whilst it's not ideal, that the Zoom meetings, I thoroughly enjoyed it and it was great to see all the children take a real active part in the session. And on Wednesday evening, I've been booked to do a similar Zoom call with Frodsham Fourth Cub Pack. So it, it feels a bit normal for me to be doing 
engagement with the young people. So uh, that's the stuff I, I really enjoy. Um, Frodsham Hill and the caves. Um, we continue to receive reports of antisocial behaviour at the Memorial Fields car park. Um, I was I had four days off over the weekend. I've come back in today and there's been um, quite a lot of, of calls. I've had a lot of emails as well um, about the increase. Um, obviously, we've seen an increase in the use over the last 12 months because it's one of the areas that's open and available for the public. Reports of vehicles congregating at the Memorial Gates car park, again, possibly drug dealing or drug taking. Uh, a lot of the time, the drivers and passengers stay near to the cars, music playing loudly, um, and often they have headlights on, um, shining into to houses nearby. Uh, and this can continue into the early hours. There's also an issue of litter, which has been a particular issue highlighted by the resident there. I patrol this area on a regular basis and I've also spoken to people who use the car park. Obviously my presence acts as a deterrent to those not wanting to use the facilities for the right reasons. And I'll continue to be a presence in this area over the coming weeks and months. But hopefully as things start to open up, we're hoping to see that these crowds, these gatherings will disperse as more things become available to them. We should see that it's, it's less of an issue, fingers crossed. Um, we've also had reports of speeding vehicles along Belmont Road and Simons Lane late at night. These are areas are not currently enforceable roads, and even if they were, no enforcement would be able to take place during the times they're being reported by the residents. But again, I will keep an eye on it and I will be a presence where, where possible. Frodsham Caves appears to have been the location for a number of young people this weekend with a number of reports to both myself and to 101, as I said. Again, regular patrols of the area will continue to be made by myself and other officers as and when they're on duty. But we are urging people to ring 101. I am aware that people struggle at times and they're on for a long period of time waiting on 101, but that is the correct way to report things. I'm finding more and more, because people write quite rightly frustrated at the 101 system, they're emailing me, and if I'm not in for a period of time, it's it's not dealt with in a timely manner. And if they if they persevere and they get through on the 101 system, the chances are there could be a patrol close by and actually deal with them as and when it's happening, rather than dealing with it slow time at a later date. Um, my I've I've got a list of police surgeries here. I don't propose to read them all out for April and May, but Joe has been sent a copy of of this so hopefully if she could send out a copy of my police surgery dates for April and May to all councillors. Um, these surgeries that I'm holding at the moment are remaining virtual surgeries. Again, not ideal, but um, it, it restricts residents to emailing me if they want to speak to me and I will either respond via email or phone them during the hours surgery that I hold. Again, that's a crime commissioner's commitment to, for me to hold at least one police surgery at my police base for one hour per week. So that will continue, but at the moment it's virtually rather than face-to-face. -face. Um, and finally, um, the, the past 12 months has been tough for us all, and I've found it the most challenging period in my policing career. But as we move slowly out of lockdown and hopefully back to something a bit more normal, I'm just hoping that 
we, I can get back to doing the things that I enjoy best in the job that I love, and that is engaging with the various clubs, groups in Frodsham and being part of this wonderful community again. It is it's frustrating for us all, and I've I, I felt it probably more than what I thought I would have done, but um, hopefully we're on the right track now. And on the whole, people in Frodsham over the past 12 months have been great, and they really have stuck to it. We've seen a bit of a dip lately, but uh, I can understand that as well. We're all suffering from lockdown fatigue. So that's me all done. Stay safe. And um, has anyone got any questions? Yes. Yes. I'm really concerned about the situation down on Saltworks, Neil. It seems to be getting bigger and bigger by the night. And I can't see how a week of police presence is really going to stop that. I think maybe we need to have a lot more patrol cars around at the moment, and because yeah, the people have to, people have to ring it in. It won't get patrol cars if people don't ring it in, because my my sergeant, my inspector, will look at the figures, and they'll see all the calls coming in about Chester or Blaken, and they don't see enough coming in for Frodsham, and that's the only way things will change. Neil, is that a one hundred one call or a nine nine nine? If it's an emergency, 999, but it should really... I would imagine what we're seeing on the whole is one, should be 101 calls. It's it's antisocial... It's young people causing antisocial behaviour. But there are... Could, 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 could we just say, I mean, if there is a 101, I know it's very difficult to get through on 101, but there is a form that you can fill in as a, a point yeah. of last resort. And that actually logs the fact that you have tried to get through on 101 yeah. and it is recorded. Yeah. Is that that's, correct, that's, Neil? Yeah, that's equally as good if you do that online. That will that will get picked up pretty quickly and then it will be responded to as a way of escalating though, Neil, because the more it's put on Facebook, the more the kids are going to keep and think, oh, it's on Facebook, this is fun. And they're coming from all over now to just congregate on their and we're yeah. talking like nine, ten-year-olds upwards. Yeah. It's just not good enough, doesn't it? I've, I've had discussions with the head of uh, Weaver Vale Primary School. Um, I've also had discussions with, with um, people for Cheshire West and Chester Council. And it starts at home. These children shouldn't be allowed out. Okay. So, I, you know, I'm not a childminder. I'm, I work for the police and I, I patrol it when I'm on duty. But when I'm not on duty... We have got resources, but those are limited resources. And unfortunately, with COVID, there's a lot more people who are either isolating, shielding in, in our force as well. So our numbers are depleted even further. And I'm not trying to make excuses, but that's the way it is. But, that you know, I don't I don't go on Frodsham Facebook pages anymore. I've removed myself from them. But I used to see all these things, but nothing, as I say, nothing gets reported in. And also... The, the parents are allowing these children, as you say, nine, ten-year-olds, they're out at nine, ten o'clock at night. Yeah. Now, it's not for me to question someone else's parenting ability, but that surely is the starting point for, for these children. They should be being parented properly rather than the parents going on Facebook and saying, isn't this awful? This is terrible. They do something about it, parent your, your children. We're, we're, we're still in a lockdown. They shouldn't really be out with... If, if anything, I'm probably being a bit too lenient on some of these because I've got a good engagement with them and I don't want that spoiled by, 
you know, be going in heavy handed. I'm trying to engage with the children rather than say, well, you're going to get a fine. Your parents are going to get a fine. But when does that... Bernie, could I... Please, could I just... There are three or more people wanting to, to ask questions. Could I just move it along a little bit, please? Bill, you've got your hand up. Yes, Neil. Just uh, a question. Al, I hope it's a pretty simple question. I know you're talking, et cetera, et cetera, but are any actions being taken, actually taken, to stop this happening? How many arrests, for example, or how many fines or whatever is necessary have been done in Frodsham over the last two months, three months? Arrest is quite a strong thing. Taking away someone's liberty should be the last thing we do. So I, I, I couldn't tell you how many arrests have been made. I'd have to look that up. But that's people focus on, well, have they been arrested? That, that's not necessarily, the, the, it doesn't need to be the case. Fines, we're trying where possible to engage with the children rather and, and all other members of the community, because it's not just children that are breaching COVID. I see it all the time where there's, there's groups of people who are quite clearly not in the same household. Um, could we move on? Sorry, can I go? Can, town clerk, could you? I've just had a message from Pat. She's trying to get in. Could you let Pat Williamson in, please? And Phil, can I go on to you now, please? Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks, Caroline. There's, there's two things that, that just spring to mind here. That's the first time I've ever heard about this web, website. I think we should ask the clerk to make sure that that web address is published on the, NT, uh, the FTC website so that everybody uh, that knows about it. Secondly, Neil, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to this, but this is all very, very reactive. What, we, what, what we're not seeing, we know things are going to happen at certain times around the caves and around the... Uh, the, the, the memorial path, that area, and they happen at the same time every day. Surely, surely it's too much to when, when I'm on duty. And can I finish first? Is it too much to ask for regular patrols to take place to discourage people, especially drug dealers, etc., from settling there in the first place? We're seeing regular emails from residents in the area saying that they're getting... Um, Headlights shining in their their, their houses, yeah. you know, loud music. Yeah. It's the same well, people all the time. But it, 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 my point is that all what all of what you said, I I I know you're working hard, but I think we need a bit something a bit more proactive. This is too reactive for me. Yeah, but that's the way I see it. Okay, that's that's your your opinion. Um, as for shining lighting in people's how you know shining their headlights and the noise, they're Cheshire West and Chester council issues. They're not policing issues. I take them on board and try and deal with them, even though they're not actual policing issues, like littering as well. But the, you don't. there's no one from the council. We don't see any community safety wardens in the area. So it's not just a policing Sorry. issue, but the police are left to pick up the pieces a lot of the time for, for what is fundamentally other agencies as well as the police. We're a limited. We're a limited resource. We re, a lot of the time we do have to respond. We're firefighting at the moment. It's very difficult. It's difficult for everyone. 
I'm very and, conscious. And, I've, I've still got Ryan. Sorry, okay. Neil, to so ask just, you a question. Just quickly, I didn't know something was going to go on in the caves this weekend. So, you know, it, it doesn't happen every weekend because I go there some weekends. I'm up on the Memorial Car Park. When I'm on duty tonight, I'll be up there. It doesn't happen when I'm there. Mm. So it doesn't happen all the time. So it's frustrating that I don't actually see it. But then when I'm off duty, it, you know, I, I come back to a, a barrage of emails and, and incidents, and it's frustrating. Maybe this is off to your uh, shift pattern. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I want to reduce my hours, not increase. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. Sorry, did you Ryan, would that? you like to ask your question now? Yeah, uh, thanks, Neil. Um, and I, I know it, it goes back, as you've said, to the reporting it on 101 and the amount of times you know that we can get a, a post on the project page with 90 odd comments, but not one, not once is it rung into 101. And I know we've discussed at pub watch meetings and things previously about getting those calls through 101 to ensure that we've got the police presence when we need it. And um, from from a pub point of view or from a community point of view, I'm just a little bit concerned about the what's it called street meat or whatever you said it was called. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um. I just think that by advertising it, we're moving the problem to somewhere else. So that they're now going to know that you're in the area. So are they, you know, all these kids are going to be on Facebook or WhatsApp or whatever. They're going to see the podcast or then someone will say, oh, Neil was on Facebook the other day. He said he's at Saltworks in the next couple of weeks. So we'll go somewhere else. And, you know, and it'll be great and you'll be there and there'll be nothing happening, but it'll be going on somewhere else. And that's, we'll, that's we'll, you know, we'll, have, we'll have to see. I don't know because we've never done it before okay. and it's it's an initiative it was as we go back to it's being proactive we're yeah. doing something about it rather than just reacting just turning up when incidents happen this is what we're doing if it doesn't work we'll try something else we've got a whole problem solving team based at Blaken that will look into this and see if there's other things I, I've been doing the job 14 years but I don't always get it right I'm sure there are things I've probably missed and not thought about well, let's give it a go. If it doesn't work, we'll, we'll go back and try something else. Could I just ask, Neil, from my point of view, this, um, whatever you're calling it, street... Street a week. Street a week. Presumably you will not release the names of the streets you're going to be in, or will you? Yeah, it's just one... Well, it, uh, primarily it will be Saltworks, but um, I'm, it, it's, it's, we've only just sort of agreed to do it, so it's, it's quite early on in what we're planning. But it, I would imagine it will cover parts of Ship Street and Ashton Drive. But fundamentally, it will be Saltworks. And it's not just about being a presence. It's about using other agencies. It's about using our problem-solving team. It's, it, it's about, it's, it's not just, oh, well, the police are here, so I'll scarf it. It's talking to these, these children. It's finding out why they're doing what they're doing. It's finding out who's doing, talking to people, getting intelligence gathering as well from members of the public. Um, I get a lot of people come and tell me information and I submit that as, as intelligence, but there might be more out there who don't even want to talk to me. So it's, th there's a number of things. It's not just a case of, oh, here's a load of police and that's it. It's, it's working with other agencies as well. I've been in contact with, as I say, Weavervale Primary School, um, Cheshire West Council, Nick from the Youth Club, and we're hoping, and in the summer, we're planning on maybe utilising Saltworks a bit more so that it's used for the right reasons and not the wrong reasons. And if that for 
pushes the problem elsewhere. We'll we'll manage that. But we could, at the moment we don't know that that's going to happen. So let's see if an increase because the youth club run activities at Castle Park in the summer, but nothing down at Saltworks. Well, let's see if we can do something. If we're allowed to, if the government permits, let's see if we can run some sort of events down there and use it, as I say, for the right reasons. Thank you very much indeed, Neil. Thanks okay. for that. No problem. Um, nobody else want to ask a question? Okay, thanks um, for your time. Take thank, care. Thank you, Neil. Bye-bye. Um, okay, thank you everyone for your questions. Um, I think there might be um, perhaps a suggestion that we actually um, have a separate meeting with the police and see what as councillors and Cheshire West we can do to, to assist in these uh, initiatives. Anyway, moving on to item 305. Now, this is a report from our borough councillor, councillor Lynn Riley. Now, um, I assume, Joe, she's not been in contact. So I believe um, councillor Riley was moving house last week. Yeah, she's actually moved house and they've cut the telephone wires um, when they were trimming a hedge, evidently. So, okay, so we have a report from uh, Cheshire West. Thank you. You've got a report? No, we have no report. No report. Okay. Let's move on then. So, so let's move on to the co-option. Um, it's the co-option for a vacancy. Um, Caroline, Ryan's got his hand up. Oh, sorry. Well, might I ask if that report comes in later on, if we if we can receive it and it be circulated on the website, please? Yep. Pat's got a hand up, Caroline, as well. I just want to apologise uh, to everybody for being late because I couldn't find a link. So I ended up going on the website, Project Council website, so I do apologise and thank you, for, Caroline, for letting me into the meeting. Okay. That's fine. Thanks. I'm glad you managed to get in anyway, Pat. Okay, so um, if an action from here is for um, the town clerk to ask Councillor Riley for a written report, and we will then have that with the minutes of the meeting and put them on the website. Um, right, item 306, the co-option. Um, I believe there are two well, I know there are two vacancies, one at Overton and Five Crosses and one at Waterside. Um, we, uh, we have one candidate, um, Pauline Lowry. Unfortunately, the second candidate pulled out over the weekend and decided um, that they didn't want to continue. So um, can we consider the application from Pauline Lowry? I assume the application is the, is the one that was submitted originally. Um, I believe that the candidate has applied for both wards. So I, th I think perhaps we should just um, vote on the co-option and then ask the particular candidate which ward they have a preference for. I'm sorry, Caroline, but following the legislation, you need to take each co-option in turn. So you have the first one, which is to note an application for two residents for co-option for the Overton and Five Crosses Ward. 
one of those candidates has dropped out, so there is still one candidate for that ward. So do you want to, does the council want to approve co-option for the one remaining candidate to the Overton and Farrad Crosses ward? Ryan? Sorry, Ryan, would you like to, I, I think this is a, a bit muddled. I propose Pauline Lowry as the candidate for the Overton and Five Crosses ward, please. Okay. I'll second that. Thank you. So we take a vote on that, please. So one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, no, six, seven. All of us. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. That's carried. So, so Pauline, what happened? Pauline Lowry has been appointed as um, has been co-opted to Overton and Five Crosses Ward. So why do we? So because Overton and Five Crosses came higher in the agenda, can we now? Ask her if she still wants to be co-opted to Waterside. No. So uh, that uh, vacancy will need to be re-advertised as a okay. vacancy. So welcome aboard, Pauline, um, and you will be a councillor for Overton and Five Crosses. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay. Just making a few notes. Um, right, can we move on to item 307, please? The approval of the minutes of the last meeting. Have we got any comments? Phil? Maybe not on this one, but we did ask at the uh, I think it was at the AOM or the last council meeting that every set of minutes should now include at the bottom um, an action list with um, the actions who owns them and when they're supposed to be complete that complete by I know these aren't on these minutes maybe they don't have to be um, but can I just um, remind the clerk that that needs to be done there's some other minutes that we've had over the last week that again, don't don't include that, that those boxes, and I think it's important that that, that happens. I did. Can I just note that the minutes you've received under each agenda item, there is a column to the right where there is an action point that's highlighted in red. Excuse me, that's not what we asked for at the EOM. We asked for a complete list of actions to be put at the end of the minutes with who owns the meeting, the action and when it would be complete by, so it's more traceable. And you did agree at the meeting that you would do that. Thank you. Your comments are noted. Can we Thank move you. on to a of the minutes? Me. Excuse me, Ryan's got his hand up. Um, the January meeting, uh, the January minutes, sorry, 283 of the trust meetings, uh, these were cancelled. Um, I'd like to know if they've been rearranged because we do have an obligation to hold these. They, they were they were cancelled to because of the conflict with the leisure the brio meeting yeah they were um, 
they were supposed to be held again on the 15th of February and they were cancelled again. So can we can we action that, um, to get those sorted before the end of this financial year, please? Can I go to approval of the minutes from the meeting for the 25th of January? Well, I'm not approving them then because they're not right. No. Okay, can you take a vote on that, please, Council? Sorry, can you repeat? Because I haven't got the January minutes in front of me. Sorry, Ryan. Yeah. The, the, the vote is that we, are we going to accept them or not? <clears throat> Ryan is saying that we shouldn't. I tend to agree with Ryan. So those in favour accepting them, hands up. Those not, let's go for it. Could you actually let me know exactly what item you're not approving in those minutes? Thank you. So that can be noted. You're saying you're not improving the minutes in general, but you haven't been specific as to what minute item you're not approving? I think I was. I said 283. Yeah, Sorry, Ryan, can you continue? Yeah, I, I said I'm not approving them based on that 283 um, says that um, as per our obligation to our trusts, that, um, our financial obligations to our trusts, we had arranged for meetings uh, to be held at 6pm on the 15th of February. Those meetings never went ahead um, and we still don't have a date for when they've been re rearranged. Agreed, Ryan. Those meetings didn't go ahead, but the minutes are still correct in that those dates for the minutes were for the meetings were agreed. on the toilet <laughs> sorry so, sorry Ryan do you I mean in, in, I'm happy to approve the minutes but we do need to look forward to move forward we need to get that date rearranged before May agreed do you agree that the minutes are correct as stated at the time yes can we have a vote on accepting those minutes please Thank you. Do I have a seconder? Ryan has proposed. We've all just agreed. So you have agreed the minutes. Thank you. So it, is that both sets of minutes? Was that the 25th and the 20th, or is that just the 25th that we've agreed? Just the 25th. We've just agreed the 25th, Caroline. So we now move on to item B, 307B, to approve and sign the minutes of the extra the EOM on the 24th of February. Does everybody ag agree with those? Can we pass those minutes? No. Sorry, Phil. Couldn't that is the meeting at which we stated that we wanted the actions boxes um, put in at the bottom of every, um, of every set of minutes from now on and it doesn't there's no reference to that in the minute so for that reason it can't be approved can we take a vote on that please i believe the minutes are uh correct can you take a vote please well, i have i haven't got the minutes in front of me but i know it was me who mentioned having these action boxes um, because it makes it so much easier for us as councils to follow. Can I, just, can I just interject and say, yes, it was agreed. 
there would there would be action boxes. So but they're not in the minutes. Not mentioned. Where are the minutes incorrect? Because yeah. it doesn't mention yeah. to take that action away, and you, and it doesn't and it hasn't happened. So that issue has not been minuted nor listed. That is why the minutes are incorrect. Can we move to a vote, please? If you wish to declare the minutes incorrect, I don't have a problem with that. I want to move that they're incorrect. Have I got a seconder on that? for that. Bernie. Okay, can we take a vote on that, please? So that's... Can I say something? I'm a bit confused because if the minutes are correct, it's just... An amendment, isn't it? Because about the actions to be included in future minutes. But it's an omission. It's <coughs> a, a mission that hasn't been put on the minutes, uh, Pat. So therefore, the minutes aren't correct. They aren't a correct record of the meeting that we had. Yeah. And it's that, that, that's what minutes are for, is correct records. And I have to say, I, I, I do agree with Luke, what Lucy was saying, that sometimes I find the minutes very difficult to follow because they have um, a lot of omissions of the, of the detail I would expect to find in minutes. That's, so why, these, that's why these meetings, these minutes are, uh, uh, cannot be approved because there, there is an, a glaring omission. That's all I'm saying. That's why I don't want them approved. Okay, so can we take the vote on this then, please? I think it was unanimous. Phil? Yep. Ryan? Bill? Helen? Donna? No, abstain. What are you doing, Donna? Abstain. Abstaining. Um, Pat? It's, what are you it's omitted. Oh, yes, yes. And Bernie, so it's just Donna who doesn't agree, and she or, or is abstaining. Can you make a record of that, please? Certainly, I'll make a record that you don't approve the minutes, but you haven't provided a correction to the minutes. Yes, we have. Could you provide the wording, please? At the at the at the last at the, in that during that meeting. We asked for an action by the town clerk for every set the future minutes should contain at the bottom of the minutes an action table with a list of the actions that were decided through the meeting, who they were owned by, and what the time scale was for, for each action. It's a very simple amendment. We've asked for it a few times and it's still not happening. That is why it's incorrect. It doesn't change the accuracy of the minutes. You yes, it does. It's an omission. An action at the bottom for an additional table. I can do that. Thank you for your comments. Thank you. Okay, can we move on then to the um, item 308, accounts report for 2021, to note the report provided by the clerk, to note the account balances and bank reconciliations, to approve and sign the report. Have I got anybody who will support the accounts? Donna, is anybody going to second them? No. Pat? No. OK, 
Can we take a vote on the accounts for January then, please? Can we have a named vote, please? And can we have it noted? So who's voting for the accounts for January? Can you hold your hands up so I can see? So that's Councillor Donna Critchley, uh, Councillor Bill Stockton, Councillor Helen Hayes, and Councillor Pat Williamson, Councillor Bernie Wade, Ryan, and myself, Caroline Ashton. And me. Oh, I fell. <clears throat> okay. So can I just confirm that those accounts for January have been approved? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Can we move on to item? Could, could I just go? My dog is needing to go out and she keeps coming and seeing me, so I do apologise. about that. Um, right, item 309, the accounts report for February uh, 2021. To note the re report provided, to note the account balances and bank reconciliations and to approve and sign the reports. Have I got a somebody who will propose them, please? No? Oh. Donna Critchley, Don Donna Critchley, is there a seconder, please? Pat Williamson. Can we take a vote on the accounts for February, please? Do you want an, another named one, please, Donna? Yes, please. Yes. So it's Phil, Donna, Bill, Helen, Pat, Ryan and myself. Oh, I'm sorry, Bernie. I'm Bernie. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Um, moving on to item 310, um, the interim and internal audit. Um, are you going to give us some information on this, please, Town Clerk? I believe I've already given you information that the audit is taking place from um, the 1st of April 2020 to December 2020. I have provided councillors with full details of what the internal audit consists of um, and the audit is ongoing. Following emails which were received today regarding um, a full audit into the procurement of the Christmas tree. I have sent an email out to everybody to say that that will be covered under the JDH Business Services Internal Audit and will be reported in the Internal Audit Report. There is no additional charge for this as they are already carrying out an investigation into the procurement of Fortune Town Council finances. 
yeah, I think you got a bit mixed up there, Joe. It's the these are the accounts for the last six months, the first six months of this financial year. So the audit is at, is it's taking place now, Town Clerk. Um, sorry, Councillor Ashton, I think you're getting a little mixed up. The audit from the 1st of April 2020 to December 2020 is currently taking place. That's what she said. Thank you. So she wasn't getting mixed up, that's what the chair just said. Thank you. Okay, so is it being done remotely or is it being done in the offices? Oh. It can only be done remotely, Caroline, given the coronavirus regulations that we're currently undergoing. That's fine. OK. Uh, yes, Councillor Stockton. Uh, just a question, really, to the town clerk. Uh, I think you mentioned just now there would be an additional charge uh, for doing the investigation or the audit of the Christmas tree. Could you advise, please, how much that would be, or is there an estimate, or confirmed am I correct? I've just confirmed, Councillor Stockton, that there is no charge. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll confirm tomorrow. If you've, already, if you've missed the email that I've sent out today, I will confirm again tomorrow. Thank you. Right, uh, Councillor uh, Ryan. <laughs> um, can I just ask, is this is this normal to have a half-year audit? It is, Ryan, because of the precept that we um, we claim. So we have, um, yeah, it's to do with the amount of precept and over a certain level. Um, I can't remember what the level is. I think it's 200,000. There has to be an inter inter internal audit and an interim audit simply because of the amount of information that we're putting through the accounts that it would be unreasonable to expect an internal auditor to deal with at year end. Okay, that's fine, thank you. Anybody else got any questions about the audit? Okay, thank you. Moving on to item 311. Um, the Amenities Committee membership March of this year to note that following a councillor's resignation, there is a vacancy on the Amenities Committee and to consider appointments to the committee. So presumably we have got people we need to... Would you, Dan Clark, can you please give me some details behind this item? I believe that uh, Councillor McEwen will be able to fill you in on that. There is a vacancy on the amenities committee. So, Councillor McEwen, you would like to join the amenities? I think yes, Mr. Um, put it simply, yeah, I would like to join amenities now that there is a vacancy. Please. Okay, seems fairly straightforward to me. Yep. Am I allowed to say yes, or Phil, would you like to say yes as chair of the amenities uh, committee? Um, yeah, I'd be still a committee decision. Thank you. Yeah. Sorry, what, what what was that? Which committee is its decision, is it? So it's a committee decision. So it's full town council decision as to appointment to committees and full town council has at this meeting just appointed Ryan to the amenities committee. Yeah. Okay. Right. Hmm. right. Item 
312, the trust accounts. Um, these are these trusts that um, we tried to clarify all the detail behind them, I think, before Councillor Dawson left last year. And I, I know we had a, another extraordinary meeting to, to go and through them. Um, so I think all we need to do here is, sorry, Phil, yes? Got a well, we didn't have the trust meeting, so how can we sign off these accounts and say they're correct? Because we don't know. Yeah, because this is the item you're referring to that was in the minutes. Well, Ryan referred to it, but yeah, sorry, yeah, it didn't. It didn't happen. So we need to rearrange. It needs to be rearranged before that can be signed off. Can I? Can I just make a comment here? Yeah. On the website, it does state that uh, Full Town Council has the authority to sign off the accounts for the trust, which is the Friends of Hophay Wood and the Fodram Recreational Grounds Trust. We're shortly coming towards the end of the financial year, and what I'm asking you to do is to approve those accounts. If you don't wish to approve those accounts, then I will refer it to the internal auditor. Thank you. Phil? We just asked for the um, cancelled meeting of the, the trusts to be rearranged as soon as possible. Once that has taken place, we could probably happily sign off the account. Until it has, we can't sign them off. It's as simple as that. Can, can we arrange a meeting to have these signed off other than at this meeting, please, Town Clerk? You would need to call an extraordinary meeting um, I'm not sure where we could fit that into the calendar just now. Why can't we fit it into the calendar? Due to the amount of meetings that you're currently calling as a council. You could hold that, council, that, that meeting without the clerk being present. Oh, that sounds... What do people want to do? Can Ryan, I, sorry. Can I propose that we defer this, please, and we refer it to PPR? Um, and we can do it before PPR uh, next month. It'll still don't be done before year end. It won't be done before year end. Year end is the 31st of March, 2021. Right. So what, what meetings have we got left in, in March? Why can't we do it between now and next week? Because when's the 1st of April? Uh, week on Thursday. Week on Thursday. So, ha ha I mean, why can't we just? I hate to say it, Lucy, but I mean, perhaps we could have an afternoon meeting because it doesn't take all of us to be there. Um, and now we don't, saying the town clerk doesn't need to be there. So, can six of us get together or five of us get together? How many do we have to have at the meeting? Just needs to be quorum, so that should be five, four, five. What do we need to be quorum, Clark? It's twelve of us now, and we need a third of the council, so we only need four. Right, well, there you go. You'll need to legally call the meeting with three working days. Well, if we call it now, 
or tomorrow. The day um, doesn't count. I'm, I'm unsure what you're calling a meeting for, to be per perfectly fair. Because the meeting that we, we'd asked for to go through all the accounts, which has been out, this meeting has been outstanding since um, Andrew Dawson was on the council. There are two accounts and there's been no movement in or out of the accounts. Then why were people so insistent that we have the meeting to sign off the trust accounts? Because they need to be signed off before the 31st of March in order for you to um, complete your AGAR and your financial returns at the end of the year. Not quite sure where we go to from on this one. I mean, it would seem reasonable then, because we've had the accounts. Um, I, could we put those up on the screen so that everyone could see them, please, Town Clerk? Caroline, Bernie's got a hand up. Oh, sorry, Bernie. I was just going to say it makes more sense to, if there's been no movement to just sign them off and then arrange a trust meeting as soon as possible because we have got a legal right to have a meeting, I think. I'm sure Andrew said that we, yeah. we had to legally have these trust meetings. So I think maybe that would be the quickest way forward would be just to sign these accounts off and then start afresh with the trust meetings. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Do we have to have, but do we have to have the meeting once a year? And is this the meeting that we should have had to, to, for the trust? That is or does the one that we had... The council needs to approve the accounts. How okay. you, that is entirely up to you. I've got with Bernie. I have to say, now my recollection when we had the meeting with Councillor Dawson was that we, we are obliged to have one meeting a year to, and at that meeting you would sign the accounts off. And I know that the, I know it's confusing, but the, the new Hob Hate friends group have had their meeting to sign off their accounts and it's one meeting a year. So really we're signing the accounts off but not at a dedicated meeting of the trusts so we're incorporated and does that count or should we be having a separate meeting i think so that's where well, I, I need the clarification okay can the i clarification for me is all i'm bringing to you at this meeting is to sign off those accounts can I propose that we accept what Bernie said, go ahead and approve them, but at the same time, we ask the clerk to arrange the trust meeting as soon as possible. We're obviously not going to get it in before year end, but we do need to do it. And it's been on the um, agenda now for, or on our to-do list for quite some time. So yeah, approve the accounts today. We'll get that meeting sorted ASAP. Thank you. Do let me know what you want on that uh, trust meeting agenda. Thank you. Um, Donna. This is a, a, a point that don't all town councillors have to be involved in the meeting? I know it has to be for it in the trust meetings, um, but shouldn't it, it be as many, uh, all the councillors to make that decision, not just a few. Well, no, no, because it's it's 
it's like I don't mean the accounts we've accepted the accounts I meant the actual physical well it won't be a physical trust meeting we don't have physical meetings at the moment no I think it's my my understanding is it is just a council meeting to for the trust so you know you can never put it that compulsory everybody has to attend but as long as you're quora you've had the annual meeting for that trust yeah is that the case town clerk thank you can we move on no we haven't finished the discussion yet so no sorry i've, I've just um i've just minuted to sign off the accounts did we vote on that the agenda item i don't think we voted on it though did we no, we didn't vote no, on we it. Didn't. Can't move on yet, can we? No. Okay. Could could well, you do the vote? So item. Can, can I clarify that what we're voting on is that we're voting on the accounts of the two trusts, the Friends of Hob Haywood Trust and the Fudge and Recreational Grounds Trust. But we will have a meeting for those both those trusts. And I think we should have it within this financial year, even if it's just a matter of us all or a number of us being on Zoom and just saying that is the meeting, the, the once yeah. a year meeting. Yeah, I, I think so, Caroline, because it's a legality. If we seem to be doing this, then, you know, it doesn't have to be a long, lengthy meeting, does it? We just need to abide by the law on it. Yeah. Can I just move back then? Okay, of course you can hold another meeting. The obligation from the trust is that the accounts are signed off annually. So tonight, the agenda item is to note the accounts of the Friends of Hophay Wood, to note the accounts of Frodsham Recreational Grounds, and to approve those accounts. Unless you feel there is some irregularity in those accounts, I'm asking that you will approve the accounts this evening and we can subsequently set up another meeting. Yes, uh, I, I agree. I propose that we approve the account. Okay, so that's uh, Bernie Wade who's proposed to um, that we uh, sign off the accounts and Pat Williamson who seconds it. Right, I don't know which order you've all come in. Um, I'll, I'm going across my uh, <laughs> we're all anyway. Oh, so are you voting now? So I thought you wanted something. So we're now taking a vote. Okay. So we'll, we'll approve the accounts, but I think it's with the proviso that we will also hold a meeting of the yeah. trusts. Yeah. yeah. That needs to be in the minutes because this meeting has been deferred from January. Indeed. So it needs to be recorded. Absolutely. I will record that action. Thank you. Okay. Right. Can we move on now to item 313, which is the communications policy? Um, this is to consider the proposed policy um, of how to use email and social media. Uh, yes, Phil. Um, it was myself and Helen that did some work on this. Um, and we were then presented with uh, a communications policy that I think, I don't know where Joe got it from, I think she got it from Chalk or somewhere like that. Um, 
Helen and I did discuss this over the weekend. We didn't have time to discuss it with the rest of the council members, unfortunately. But the communication policy provides a framework around which we can work within. Take on board what um, people have said tonight. So we maybe um, we uh, Helen and I will go away and look at those those points, and that should be underpinned by we want to also include the email protocol that we've written. So we will have an, um, a communications policy underwritten by an email protocol, and that should satisfy everything. So we need to set that away, probably bring it up at uh, the next PPNR meeting and hopefully get both approved at the next meeting. So I would propose that we defer for now and we will take away an action um, for Helen and myself to review that, review them both and bring them forward. Is that all right with you, Helen? Yeah. I'm more than, I, that, that sounds a very sensible way to, to progress this um, because I know you both put an awful lot of effort into it and I, I, I did do one of the um, peer reviews as well. You did, so. you did indeed, thank you. Um, okay, so is everyone happy with that, that it goes to PP&R? Um, once we've looked at Donna, are you wanting to say something? I think she just saying. No, yeah. I was just agreeing to, to defer to, sorry. Yeah. Okay, right. Um, item 314 is a repeat. Um, item 315, Castle Park House Reception Services. 315. Um, to note that this has been extended to the 16th of June. Do you want to go into any detail on this, please, Town Clerk? I don't think there's any need to go into any detail. The contract has been extended. Uh, Cheshire West have not appointed any further contractor to provide reception services. So I am envisioning that this will be ongoing. Thankfully, we have um, employed the services of Ellis Whittam, who will be able to support in any issues that there might arise going forward. Thank you. Is everyone okay with that? Yeah. Yeah. Are our two members of staff okay with, with, with this extension? Please. Sorry, you're asking me as uh, the line manager. Yes, absolutely, Caroline, thank you. Okay, thank you. Okay. Um, item 316, this was an item I was going to bring, but unfortunately I just haven't had enough time. I only received some of the information on Friday afternoon. Can we just I go back to item 315? Why? Dismiss this item. Well, I've got on mine Castle Park House reception services. No. Then we have no. invoicing and monitoring. I that's, think that's three one six on my agenda. I think there was a duplicate on a previous agenda. Yeah. It it should be so can we go back to three one five SLA invoicing and monitoring? Okay. Well, I've quite evidently got an agenda from some which I've only printed off very late this afternoon, which had the duplication on, um, that this was an item I was going, to, as I was saying, was going to bring, 
um, but um, I didn't get all the information until Friday afternoon and I've had a busy yeah, week. I will minute then that you are deferring this item, dismissing this item, item not required. Defer. I'm deferring it. Thank you. It's important to note the chair was speaking and interrupted there as well. Can you, I think, yeah. Standing orders should apply to everybody and the chair was speaking and interrupted. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. I will bring this item to a future town council meeting. Um, Clark's report. Any items from the clerk that we need to know about, please? I have nothing to report. Thank you. And can I close this meeting? Thank you. Yes, thank you. Well okay. done. It was at uh, 2014. Thank, thank you, Caroline. Well done, Caroline.